Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're glad to have you with us today here in the House of Faith. I'm standing in the sanctuary of Legacy Church here in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. As you can tell, we are still a work in progress, still under construction, but great things are happening. We're making good progress. Um, last time I reported to you, you know, we've been in this buy up and build out project. And many of you who are partners with us in, in this ministry, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But we're in a 30,000 square foot facility. And we have been believing God for $100 a square foot, believing that that would enable us to get this sanctuary completely built out, build out some children's areas, do everything we need to do inside the building, outside the building in an effort to get this place open and begin to welcome people. And God is helping us so much. The goodness and the grace of God is all over this project. The last time I reported to you, we were at 23,695 square feet complete. That was 78 0.98%. Glory to God, that's a long way. But just since that time, we've had an additional, check this out, you ready? 739 square feet paid for. That puts us at 24,434 square feet, 81.44%. We're making excellent progress. Everything we need is just coming in right on time. So if you're a partner with us in this ministry and you're sowing into this, I want you to see what you're doing, what your partnership is enabling us to do. We're getting this physical place ready to open up and to welcome people from this community, from the Colorado Springs community, the Woodland Park community. We're in a great spot to be open to people all around us. But this place, this building is not the only thing under construction. We are, you are, and we've been in a series together here on Legacy Television for the last several weeks about the renovation and the transformation of our lives. If we renovate our mind, we can transform our lives. And if we will renovate it according to the word of God, that's when God can begin to change our life around us. So today we're gonna jump back into that series. That's what we've been in here at Legacy Church. We believe it's important enough for you to be a part of it as well. So we, we took one message from one Sunday, broke it up into several pieces, and we're gonna be giving that to you over the next several weeks, talking to you about how to go about the change of mind. And this is why people say, well, you know, things don't change. People don't change. And the reason people don't change is if they won't change the way they think. But if you'll change the way you think, God can transform your life. So I want you to watch this today. I want you to receive from it. And while you do, go before the Lord and find out if you've got a financial part to play in the buy up and build out project that we're in right here together. If you do, it's simple. We invite you to, to, to jump into this thing with us, find out from the Lord what your part is in it and then do it and do it in faith, believing that every seed reproduces after its own kind. In other words, whatever God's called you to buy up, whatever he's called you to build out, you need to find a kingdom project that you can sow into and receive a harvest from. And this is that kind of project. So again, go before the Lord, find out if you've got a part to play with us in it. And if you do, then jump in and do it in faith. A number of ways you can get involved financially. You can text your offering. If you're watching inside the United States, you can text the words, uh, the letters LTV and any dollar amount to the number 289 
5-0. That's going to go into the Buy Up and Build Out project. Or you can visit us online at pearsonsministries.com and look for our giving page. You'll see all the information that you need there to give into this project or to even give into the general operations of the ministry. You can do that as well. Or if you'd like to give uh, via mail, if you'd like to write a check, please use the address that you see there on your screen. And again, let me make this clear to you. If you're watching inside the United States, you can text outside the United States check us out online or give via mail. Father, we receive the giving of the people today. We thank you for it. We call them blessed and increased and multiplied in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to get your Bible and let's get into the Word of God together. If you've got your Bibles with you, church, this morning, I want you to open with me once again to the book of Romans chapter 12. And while you're looking for Romans 12, I want to say uh, how happy we are to have not just our Legacy Church family watching, but those of you who, watching, who are watching Legacy Television, we're glad to have you with us as well. Get your Bible, get into the Word of God with us today and let the Word do in your life what only the Word can do, which is bring change from the inside out. Today, as we get back into the Word of God together, I want us in agreement. You know, there's a lot of power when you and I agree. Jesus said, if two or more would gather in his name, he'd be there in their midst. And if they would agree as touching anything, it would be done for them. So I want us to be in agreement with each other today. And I want you to be expecting to, to see something from the anointing that's on me. And I'm going to be expecting to see something from the anointing that's on you. What am I talking about? I'm talking about both the anointing to say it and the anointing that's on you to see it. There's an anointing to say it, but there is an anointing to see it as well. And this is what's supposed to be happening every time you and I get together in the word of God. You know, soon and very soon, we're not going to be getting together like this. We're going to be hanging out in this room, in this sanctuary. We're going to be shouting. We're going to be singing and praising and worshiping God. We're going to come together around his word just like we are now, except we'll all be in the same place. And this place will be full of an atmosphere of faith and love love. I'm declaring it. I see it in Jesus name and it's coming soon. But as of right now, what I want us to be in agreement on today is both for, for the anointing, for the manifestation of the anointing in this service, the anointing that's on me to say it and the anointing that's on you to hear it and to see it. In Romans chapter 12, <clears throat> this has been, excuse me, the foundation <clears throat> of the series that we've been in together over the last couple of weeks. And when we began coming to you uh, from the sanctuary, um, which you can tell is still under construction, uh, and we have made some good progress this week. A lot of the progress is actually behind um, the, the backstage areas here, some good things that are going on. But little by little, we're seeing it every day, every day, day after day, week after week. And soon this place will have undergone a complete transformation and that's what this scripture that we're looking at in Romans 12 is all about. And the Lord has been so good to us to use what's going on around us in this natural environment to paint a picture of what's supposed to be going on in our hearts and in our minds all the time. This renovation and transformation. Let's look at this in the book of Romans chapter 12. Verse two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed 
How? By the renewing of your mind. That word renewing, when you look it up, literally translates to renovation. That's what he's talking about here. A renovation of the mind, a change in the way that you think. And the result is transformation, total life transformation. And we're not talking about a few little tweaks here and there. We're talking about being one way one day and going through this renovation process, giving it the time that it takes and coming out on the other side, completely transformed, unrecognizable to who you used to be. And I know many of you have been walking with the Lord for a number of years now. And if those people who knew you back, you know, high school, back in college, maybe if they could see you now, they'd say, man, what got into this guy? What got into this girl? Well, it was a transformation took place. You were one way, but when you allowed the renovation to take place on the inside, in your heart and in your mind, it transformed your life. And that's supposed to be what's going on in our lives all the time. Just like this building is going through a renovation and a transformation process, you and I are supposed to be experiencing that same thing. Let me read this scripture to you. Well, I'll finish reading it from the New King James. Then we'll look at it together in the New Living Translation. Again, verse two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And here's what'll happen as a result, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen to it from the New Living Translation. If you don't have that, we're gonna put it on the screen for you. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Man, can you hear that? Let God transform you into a totally new person. How does he do it? by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, there, there ought to be one big thing, one main thing on our minds as believers, especially as it, when it comes to how we live this life and what we do with the time that we've got here. We ought to want to know one big thing. God, what is your will? I want to know it. I want to see it clearly and I want to commit to it fully. That ought to be big to you. That should be big to me. And the way we come to know it and to know it with confidence, to know it without any confusion, but to see it with total clarity. What is God's will for your life? What your purpose is on planet earth? The way you come to know that and to walk it out and to prove it starts with changing the way you think. And that's exactly what this scripture is talking to us about. Talking to us about mind renovation and life transformation. If you're willing to put your mind under construction and go through the process, then you can experience total and complete life transformation. And like we talked about a number of weeks ago, there's things that we've learned in this building process that actually parallel to the, to the spiritual building process 
that takes place on the inside of us. Uh, we talked in, in last week's service about demo day. You remember that? I mean, every renovation project has to have a demo day where you go in and you rip out things that don't belong in there, things that are not going to hang around for the transformation. You, you tear up floor, you tear down walls, things that won't last, things that you can't depend on, things that won't hold up. The, the new structure that can't support what you're about to put in, what do you got to do? You got to rip that stuff out. And just like every renovation project has to have a demo day, you need one. I need one in the way we think. We've got to rip out old ways of thinking that aren't true, that aren't right, that aren't built on the truth and replace them with the truth of the Word of God. So if you've missed any of the last couple of weeks of services, uh, they're available to you for free. Uh, we put them on the Legacy Church podcast. You can watch them again from the LegacyChurch.family website. We wanna make sure you keep getting this into your heart and into your mind. But I wanna go on in our study of this today, continuing to talk about mind renovation, life transformation. I want you to say those four words out loud. Say, say this after me. Mind renovation, life transformation. If you are willing to go through the renovation process, you can experience total life transformation. We're here in the book of Romans in chapter 12. I want you to turn back with me to chapter eight. And let's look at a couple of things together. In Romans chapter eight. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse five. Romans chapter eight, verse five says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds, where? On the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, he said, the things of the spirit. Or you could say they set their mind on the things of the spirit. He says in verse six, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Is life and peace. So we're seeing here two different opposing mindsets. He said those who live according to the flesh. Now, when he says flesh, he's talking about the five physical senses living in this natural, physical world, what you can see, taste, touch, smell, feel, the, this natural world, those who live limited by, is really what he's saying here, what they see, what they can touch, what they can feel. If you live by the flesh, he said, that's what your mind is going to be on. Now that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you don't, if you're not even aware that there is a world outside of this physical, natural world, if you're not even aware that there's a, a whole other realm called the spirit realm, then your mind can't be on things, the spiritual things. Your mind is going to be limited to and be on all the time what you can see, what you can touch, what you can feel. He said, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, they set their minds where? On the things of the spirit. Now, a couple of things about this. 
When he talks about what your mind is on, he said in verse six, to be carnally minded, to be spiritually minded. I want to give you a number of words here that I think are going to help make this clear. When he says, when he's helping you and I identify what our minds are on, he's talking about the things that we are aware of. Awareness. What are you aware of? To set your mind on something is number one, to be aware of it. So to set your mind on the things of the flesh is to be solely aware of the things of the flesh. To set your mind on something doesn't simply just mean to be aware of it, but it also means to give attention to it. So not only are you aware of this, but now because of your awareness of it, you're giving attention to it. Whether it's the things of the flesh or the things of the spirit, it's whatever you're aware of that has your attention. Whatever you're aware of most has most of your attention. But it doesn't just stop with awareness or being aware of something or giving attention to something. The more attention you give to it, soon you'll start showing affection toward it. So when he talks to us about what our mind is on in helping us identify what our mind's on, he's saying, what are you most aware of? What are you giving attention to? What are you showing affection towards? And if you'll notice this, there's only one of two choices. Your mind is either on the things of the flesh or it's on the things of the spirit. Now, there's a couple of things we need to make note of here. I, know, I, I believe we have far, way, way, way too underestimated a couple of things. Number one, the significance of what we think about. We have underestimated the significance and the importance of a thought, of what's on our mind. And number two, I believe we've underestimated our control over it. Your mind is your mind. And you can think on whatever you choose to think on. See, we've underestimated the significance, the importance of what we think on. And we've underestimated our own ability that we have to control what we think on. And you might think, well, this is just, this is just something I've been thinking about. It's just my thoughts. It's not that big a deal, right? Well, evidently it is a big deal because he said, depending on what your mind is on, to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded, he said, is what? Life and peace. Life and peace. Now, peace, peace is one of those things that as born again believers, full of God's Holy Spirit, this is one of those things that's supposed to define our lives and the way we live our lives. We, we should be known for our peace that we live with, these high levels, great big levels of peace that we live with. Peace is supposed to define us. The peace that we have that passes all understanding, or in other words, how you have peace when it makes no sense to have peace. Let me think if I can see if I can think of a good example. I don't know. Let, let's say that there was some virus that spread all over the world. I don't know. I'm just making something up here. And like 
it was affecting everybody everywhere and markets were shut down and cities were shut down and businesses were closed and people everywhere were panicked about contracting this virus. But somehow, some way in the middle of it, you went all the way through it with peace. I'm just making something up. But you can. And as believers, we should. Our lives are supposed to be different. You've heard me say it before and you'll hear me say it time and time again. There is supposed to be a difference between us and the rest of this unbelieving world. And one of those big differences is our peace, the peace that we live with. Now, this is a good way to tell, to find out what's been on your mind. You want to find out if you've been hanging out in the flesh way of thinking or in the spiritual way of thinking, check your peace. How much peace do you have? If you're constantly worried, if you're constantly troubled, if you're constantly anxious, then your mind has been on the things of the flesh. Because if your mind was on the things of the spirit, you'd have life and, say it with me, peace. You would have peace. Isaiah said it like this in Isaiah chapter 26, verse three. We'll put it on the screen for you. He, in talking to the father, he said, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. The absence of peace is the product of a wandering mind, a mind that is just allowed to think whatever, to go wherever, but you have more control over it than you thought you did. And it's important that you do control it. It's important that you do learn how to take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ because it can mean the difference between life and death. So to be uh, spiritually minded means to live with an awareness of, an attention to, and an affection for the things of the Spirit. See, there, when you start talking about this, the vast majority of this world is not even aware that there is a spirit realm. They don't know that anything beyond what they can see and what they can feel exists. They're not aware of, of the spirit reality. So if they're not aware of it, then all their responses are going to be solely based on what's physical, what's in the flesh. And their mind is only going to be on the things of the flesh. But when you become aware that there's more to this life beyond what you can see, beyond what you can touch, beyond what you can feel, beyond these five physical senses, when you become aware of the reality of the world of the spirit, you become aware of it. The next thing you do is start giving attention to it. Do you remember what the scripture said in Proverbs chapter four? My son, give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. And I believe if you look at the context of that and really take what the writer of the book of Proverbs was trying to impart to his son was, was this simple fact. There's a lot you can be listening to. There's a lot you can be feeding on, but what he's saying is, hey, hey, come on, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Why? Because my words and my sayings, the Lord says, will be life to you. They will be health 
to your body. They will be like medicine to you, strengthening you. Not every word can do that. As a matter of fact, only one word can, and it's the word of God. So you have to find out where your attention is going. What are you most aware of? Because what you're most aware of, you're giving most attention to. But after you give attention to it, then you begin to, to develop an affection for it. And you begin to see that, man, God, your, your word is life and it's my life. Your word is health and it's my health. You begin to make this mind shift change from being setting your mind on the things of the flesh to setting your mind on the things of the spirit. And what I want to do in the time that we have together in the word today is I want to show you just how serious this is. Just like we read here in Romans chapter eight, verse six, it's the difference between life and death. It can be the difference between living this life with no peace or living this life full of the peace of God. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.